So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So, today I moved up. Actually, I believe I did this yesterday. I moved up to, it was either yesterday or the day before, where I switched to the second CD in wave one of the Gateway Experience. And I'll tell you that I like it a lot. And last night I actually went ahead and bought the second wave because I figured that wave one took a week to get here. So I figured wave two would take around the same time. And my prediction was right because it won't get here until the 25th, which is 10 days from now. And I bought it yesterday. So that gives me 10 days to practice wave one before wave two comes and even if wave two comes i can still stay on wave one as long as i want so that's pretty much where i'm at with that and i have been doing a meditation before the podcast as well and i think that it's very beneficial because actually yesterday was a record so Let me give some context if you guys haven't heard some previous episodes where I, on my editing software for the podcast, it is, it has this option to remove like pauses, like remove the silence. And they're like, usually like when I was first starting, I had like, I I think like 600, 700, 800 silences like pauses and i'm pretty sure a pause would count like this and like literally any silence like that was just a silence and so i was at like hundreds and my like a couple weeks ago i remember thinking that any episode that was below 500 was good and then yesterday I was I was talking about this and then I got to the point where below 400 was good and then I kind of like couldn't break 300 and then a couple days ago I got like 200 and something like 270 or something like that and then yesterday's episode I rem- like yesterday's episode was the first time that I have ever meditated before the episode. So I did like a 30 minute session of a meditation with the gateway experience. Uh, the first disc wave one or the first CD tape three or tape one. I don't even know, but it was like the advanced focus 10 tape and it was just a 10 minute tape and or not 10 minute 30 minute tape and I did it yesterday right before the podcast and I could tell that my like I was in the zone very easily and I was like definitely doing pretty good yesterday and I got a record for the least amount of silences and I got 211 which sounds like a lot which I'm sure it is a lot, but I'm very proud of that fact because 211 silences, like pauses over an hour long episode when even like days and weeks before I was having like 500, 600 pauses and that was like normal. And then my record is 211. So I've cut down my pauses like more than half which i'm very happy about and who knows how many pauses i'll get in this episode i have a prediction that it's probably gonna be a little bit higher than 211 
just because my mind has been a little bit not as clear. I mean, my mind has, don't get me wrong, my mind is way more clear than it was like a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. But I'm just kind of like on a low point for this time, like this current time. Because I've noticed some trends over the time of like self-improvement. And this is like everything. I get like really good results and then I kind of hit a low, a low part. And then I go back up. And then it's kind of like a wave where it goes up and then it goes down a little bit. But on that down part, it's always a little bit higher than the last down part. So that's kind of like the self-improvement thing where it's like a new baseline. You raise the baseline. And that's what I've noticed with my focus. Today, I'd say that my focus has been pretty below. Like I'm on a low for today. But today, like my focus was like fairly good. Like this morning during my meditation, I was like extremely clear. And I think I just got tired today. I think I was just, I just had a, a long day, tired day because I got home from the gym and then I went to do the meditation and I was kind of like, I don't know if I was clicking out or simply just falling asleep. I think I was kind of like dozing off during my meditation just before this, but it's, it's fine because I actually want to talk about this. So I am like really into reading all of these gate, like all the stuff, all the information about the gateway experience. Like the first document I read was that declassified CIA document about the gateway experience. It was called the analysis and assessment of the gateway experience. And I read that, but I printed it out. So ever since that, I've just been finding all of the documents out there and just printing them out at my school. And I've actually found a decent amount. So up to this day, I found the analysis and assessment of the gateway process. Um, and then I found the CIA guidebook or workbook for the analysis or for the gateway process and then i found the monroe institute it's like four pages long and then i also found a my experience at the gateway process it's like four or five pages long i think it's like five or six actually and then today i was looking even more and i actually found another one so that's five pdfs and this one is the entire like gateway this like the entire gateway experience like handbook and it's like 43 pages long it's the longest one and it has the most content in it so i actually printed that out at my school as well and got a paper clip and like clipped it all together but that was because they only had paper clips at my school so I'm probably going to get a, a tiny mini binder clip from my mom's desk to just clip it all together. That's what I did with the analysis and assessment of the gateway process. I just had a binder clip. And so that's pretty much where I'm at with all of that. And I started reading it and I actually realized one thing. One, I was trying too hard to like achieve a certain result in my meditations. So while I'm like sitting there meditating, doing my thing, I'm trying, like, I'm really trying hard to get like my entire body to go limp, like to get that sleep paralysis. I'm like really trying hard to, I'm like, is my hand, are my hands asleep? And they all, they wrote down, like, instead of saying, are your hands asleep? Say, what do my hands feel like? And so I went in with that mindset today and I actually definitely enjoyed a lot more. And they said that they found that once people made the switch from wanting to like mimic, uh, like wanting to attain a result to just simply wanting to explore and experience the, like just have fun with it. That's when they truly started to make progress 
And so I've just been trying to like mimic that. And it's tough to just let go of that. It's tough, but I feel like it'll just come over time. And it probably didn't help that I was like tired and sleepy going into that meditation today. But I'm going in with the mindset that, excuse me, I'm going in with the mindset that every single thing that I experience is what was supposed to happen, like is what I was supposed to experience at that moment. So if I'm like falling asleep or clicking out a lot, I'm supposed to like at this point in my journey, that's I'm supposed to be like, that's supposed to be happening. And it's all about like progress. And I definitely am getting better. Like when I first got the CD, even like that was like four days ago, maybe three days ago, two days ago. I don't know. It was not that long ago. And when I first got it, I was definitely not as good as I am now. Like right now, I'm a lot better than I was a few days ago. And I could also tell with my just focus levels. Like today at school, I was like walking into school. And when at like right in the beginning of the day when everyone's there. So I walk into the building and there's like a lot of people hanging out, just chilling in the main entrance. And so you walk past a lot of people just standing there. And today was one of the first days where I just kept on like saying to myself, I do not belong here. Like I just don't belong here. This is not my place. And that's like, I think that's some true progress because I was like extremely awake and aware of the fact that I was like going to school, which was not part of my, like, I don't want to be at school pretty much. And I just was aware of the fact that I didn't belong there. And so that's, that's, and also this morning after my study. So this is something that I did a little while back when I first implemented studying transurfing, I would meditate for like five minutes at after to like lock it in, lock in all that information that I just learned. But instead I, or I kind of like, I lost that or I kind of forgot about it. And then I went a couple weeks without doing that. And then I added it back a couple days ago and then I forgot about it again. But this morning I actually did it again and I was timing my, I like put the three minutes up because I was like, there's this, when I was like maybe a month or two into meditation and mind you at that point of time, this was probably like one, one and a half years ago, maybe. I don't remember exactly when it was, maybe one year ago. And I was, I was only meditating after the gym at the gym. And so I was like meditating in the yoga studio at my gym after my workout. And what I would do is I would just do like five minutes, three minutes, like less than 10 minute meditations after I was done stretching. And sometimes I just wouldn't meditate. And so I attached it to that and there was one time I remember I set a three minute timer because I wanted to track like how focused I was during my meditation. I set a three minute timer and then counted how many times I lost focus, like how many times my mind drifted away. And I got three. So three times in three minutes. So that's like one time per minute. And then a couple week, a couple, maybe like a month ago, I actually tracked it again maybe it was probably like a month and a half ago, I tracked it again because I was actually consistent at meditation and I think I got like five or six. So I wasn't as focused a month ago than I was a year ago. But then now this morning I was like, oh, I might, I might as well do this again. And I did it and I didn't even get one. Like it was zero. I maintained focus for the entire three minutes. And 
like, let me be honest. I'm talking about not like falling asleep. And what I mean by that is like completely becoming subconscious, like dozing off. And I, uh, that's what I was tracking a year ago. I would track how many times I simply just lost focus and didn't realize it. Cause usually it would take like a few seconds for me to even realize that I had even lost my focus. And like, I just start thinking about something random. Like that's what I'm talking about. And so I was tracking that same thing today and I got zero. So that's progress. Uh, But I'll be honest that this morning I did like, my mind wasn't completely empty. There was like tiny little thoughts popping in. So like every, every couple moments, maybe every couple, maybe every like 15 seconds, a thought, a thought would just pop in my head, like just something random. And then it, I would instantly just realize that it was a thought. And then I just like push it to the side and I maintain my composure. So that's what I'm talking about. Like I, th- I, I'm not even sure if it's possible to prevent those thoughts from coming in. I'm sure maybe it is, but Maybe it is with a lot of practice and experience, but at this point where I'm at right now, I am very happy with my results because my focus has been very good lately. That's that's pretty much where I'm at. And there's actually, I wanted to talk about this movie that I watched in Humanities and I'm not like I'm not into watching movies anymore like I cut out that because it's not like beneficial to me and it's actually harmful for you. But I was in class and we had to watch a movie. And I, as I'm saying this, I'm conscious of the fact that I ch- basically chose to sit in class and watch the movie even though from a social standpoint I didn't have a choice, but from Like an actual standpoint, I had a choice to, I have a choice to not go to school if I wanted. Like I can choose not to go to school. I can choose whatever I want. And I'm conscious of the fact that I'm choosing to go to school still. But that's, we were watching a movie and it was called Gattaca. And it was basically about a dude who lives in a, society where people can basically choose their kids genetics and they can choose like different attributes that they have so basically they can choose like the best most optimal genetics for their kids and this the main character actually was born naturally so he was not he was not like genetically enhanced kind of are genetically modified and he had a brother who was a younger brother who was and then pretty much the guy the main character who was not genetically enhanced his dream was to go to space and at the end of the movie or well no he was like working really hard to get to that point and he had to go to like the space training facility and they only let in like genetically modified people into that. And so he basically had to borrow one of the genetically modified person, a different actual genetically modified person's DNA and like get their blood samples and all this and every single it it's like a long like a he basically had to put in a lot of work every single day to fake his identity and then just so he could achieve his dream of going into space and this is a spoiler so spoiler alert skip 10 seconds if you don't want to hear it but he ended up going into space and achieving his goal at the end of the movie And then, all right, this is the end of the spoiler alert. So pretty much after that, after we watched the movie, we, after we watched the movie, we kind of talked about it. And then 
there was like some hidden messages my teacher was saying. So what are the what are the messages that the director is trying to share and trying to tell us? And so one of the things that was mentioned today was someone in my class said that society, one of the messages is that society tries to like hold you back and try, it tries to uh, make you think that you're not capable of what you're actually capable of. And it was because this guy was told by society that he was not capable of anything. But then in reality, he actually achieved greatness. And then that's like, so once she said that, I instantly just remembered like that is a, like, that's exactly what transurfing is all about. And reality transurfing is something that I've been talking about pretty much this entire podcast because from the point, I'm pretty sure when I first started this podcast, I was reading, I'm pretty sure I've been reading transurfing the entire time I've been recording my podcast the second time through because I, I've read reality transurfing once before and then I've read, I've, I've started reading it again a few, like a couple of months ago and I'm still actually reading it right now. Like I'm on like the last 180 pages of it. It's 750 pages long. Um, but that, so I've been talking about it a lot because that's what I've, that's what's been on my mind lately. Cause that's just what I'm reading, but it's also like very important stuff like that. That is, that is all about human. Like that's all about the human experience and human life. So that's like what, when that one of my classmates said that I, it just instantly reminded me of transurfing because it, it's all about the world is made of, of pendulums and pendulums are basically things that are created by humans through their thought energy. And then they exist, they become to, they get to the point where they exist on their own and then they can control humans to their will, to the pendulum's will. And this is because the humans have a tendency to kind of fall asleep. And when I'm talking about fall asleep, I'm not talking about like nighttime falling asleep in your bed. I'm talking about like falling asleep to where you're like unconscious. You're not, you're kind of like dreaming. You're daydreaming basically. You're walking through life in a daydream. And that's like, that's what I'm talking about, about that. But it's like the pendulums control you and the pendulum's power is inversely proportionate to awareness. So if you're aware of the rules of the game and you're aware that it's a pendulum, then it doesn't have any control over you and you can actually benefit from it. But the most people are not even aware of the game. They're immersed. And so the pendulum basically controls them and they're basically told and they're like, their brain is molded to the point of them not even knowing that they can achieve great things. And they're basically told that they cannot. And so I like, it, it, it's all about staying empty to pendulums. Like it's all about being aware. Like that is one of the, that, that's like what all trans, that's like the most important piece of transurfing in my opinion, being consciously aware, like all the time. And when I first read it, I did not realize that. But I I did I didn't even realize that that was like the most important thing until my second read through. And now I'm just realizing it a lot more. Now another thing that's extremely important is uh coordination. And I'll get into that in a moment, but I want to stay with conscious awareness and one of the most like I'm pretty sure that okay, well, first of all, in order to be aware, like awake all the time, you have to have like a clear mind. And I've came to notice that I have been on days 
I've been improving the amount of time that I'm aware and awake throughout the day. So when I first started like actually waking up, I probably woke up like five times per day. Now I'm probably waking up at least a hundred times per day because I'll tell you that I've been meditating consistently every single day. And that has helped a lot. Now he doesn't say to meditate in reality transurfing. He actually says that this book is not going to tell you to meditate, but I'll tell you right now, meditation helps a lot. Now, normal meditation, like what I was doing a couple of weeks ago before I got the gateway experience, that was helping, but not as much as the gateway experience tapes do. And I don't know, I well, I do know what's what's with it, but the once I started putting those gateway experience tapes on, I noticed like even in the first like four days, I don't even know what day it came, but I'm just going to say that I've been meditating with the gateway tapes for four days. Even in the first four days, a relatively tiny amount of time considering the fact that you need to have consistent practice over a long period of time of meditation to see results. But over the first four days, just four days, I am so much more focused and so much more awake. My mind is so much more clear. And let me tell you this, my heart and mind are unified a lot more. And that's what the gateway tapes do. I was reading the manual and that is literally what they do there. It's called Hemi HemiSync, which is Hemi. It's like hemispheric synchronization, which basically means that it, all right, so for context, the your brain is split into two. So you have two sides to it, a left side and the right side. The left side is your mind and the right side is the heart in transurfing terms. And this is like actual scientific stuff. Like you can look it up. And then hemisync basically strives to like unify the heart and the mind, the left side and the right side. That's basically what it does. And I've definitely noticed that my heart and mind are definitely more aligned now, uh, especially because I am practicing hemisync and I'm really looking forward to the future because I definitely plan on keeping this up. I've been doing it three times a day for the past two days and two times a day for the past four days. So I'm gonna like, I'm not going to do it. I'm only going to do it once tomorrow and probably once on Sunday because I am going out of town, but once I get back on Monday, I'm definitely like going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and maintain the three times a day because I like to do it before the podcast because my mind is so clear and it's so like focused and aligned. And that's like the hemisync is so valuable for that. I'm really excited for the, like looking forward to the progress that I make with hemisync. Because a lot of the stuff they're talking about is just like transurfing. It's exactly what transurfing is. But it's like an actual, it's actual exercises to get better at it. All right. So that is what I'm talking about with that. But I want to talk about the other thing that I was, that I mentioned, I alluded to earlier, which is the other most important thing in transurfing is coordination. Now, coordination is all about remaining balanced going with the flow, like having no importance. And I don't remember like the full definition, but it's basically like going with the flow, remaining balanced and interpreting all events as positive. So that last part is very important. Oh, and it's also um, acting in accordance with the heart and the mind and unifying the heart and mind. So that's basically coordination. But the heart and mind and the, well, they're all really important, but right now I want to talk about the interpreting all positive events or all events as positive. So whenever an event happens, whenever anything happens in your life, whether it's you're cooking your normal breakfast and you realize, oh, you don't have butter like anymore. You ran out of butter. You, you come across a crossroad whenever an, any event happens, whether it's the butter thing or 
a more serious thing like you failed your failed your exam or even more serious things like your car got stolen or even more serious things like any event you're at a crossroads and there are you're basically at a crossroads between two paths the path one is a negative outcome and then as a result or basically a negative outcome and then path two is a positive outcome so the way you decide which path you want to take is through your relationship to that initial event so for example whenever i realized that i ran out of a specific food like in the morning or at lunch i immediately changed my relationship to it and i so when you have a negative relationship you take that first path which is the negative but if you have a positive relationship then you take that second path which is the positive so whenever you realize that there's no butter anymore you either like i find it best to just um just completely remain indifferent to it like absolutely indifferent to the fact that there's no butter like don't even react at all just completely stay empty but sometimes i like the idea comes into my head to be happy that i have i have eggs still and i still have like olive oil or coconut oil that i could use instead of butter so sometimes i find something to be happy about but a lot of the times in those small situations i'm just empty i'm just like i don't react at all i'm emotionless about that and you can't change your emotions but you can change your relationship to it so change your relationship to the missing butter and realize that it's just missing butter there's it, it's not that important it's just like it's not that it's not that big of a deal now i want to give you an example of how like i followed coordination impeccably today or coordinating intention that's what the interpreting events as positive is called coordinating intention and i was following i was actually riding my bike today and I, while i was riding my bike i was like i was practicing the transurfing affirmations of like the world is taking care of me and i was like getting really excited and i was getting very grateful for the path that i'm on and how like the world is taking care of me and my like my life is just going to get better and better and then for context i was at this specific part of my bike path usually i bike on the street but at this specific part i was cutting through this little like alley kind of thing but before i cut through the alley i was like riding on i was cutting through the alley and then cutting through this parking lot and then before i got through the parking lot i would go on the sidewalk a little bit and along this gas station None of this matters, but pretty much the thing that matters is on that path, there's always been this like curb, this like thing that's raised up with like a hill. And it's like this curb. Like if you know like what a street side curb is, it's basically that, but it's just stand alone in the middle of the path. And so I've always just biked alongside it. And just like ignored it, but a couple weeks or a couple days ago, I was I got the bright idea to actually bike across it all the way, and so I did it. And the first time I did it halfway, and then I bailed off of it. And then a couple days later, I actually did it completely successfully, and I was able to bike across it all the way, like very like perfectly. And that was like a cool feeling. And so I said, I'm gonna do this every single day. Like every single day that I bike across. And so today I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And so I was biking along it. And mind you, it's like this tiny little ledge. And I was biking along it. And my bike tires slipped to one side. But I was tilting to the other side. So I just like completely fell 
and I was just like sliding forward and this was on cement. So I fell off of my bike while I was actually kind of like attached to my bike at this time. And I had to like brace for impact with my arms and I just fell. I wasn't wearing a helmet, but luckily I did not hit my head. I caught like my arms caught me. And so at that time I was at a crossroads. I could have either interpreted it as negative or interpreted it as positive. And I was actually just thinking like the world's taking care of me. Like this is like life is just going to get better. And then I crashed. But what coordinating intention or what coordination is all about is going with the flow, which is allowing variations into your script. So I hadn't planned to fall and falling off of my bike was actually like, it was not normal. It's like a, out of the norm. And so human mind, like the human mind has a tendency to not like anything that's out of the norm in the plan like outside of their script that they created, like their plan that they created for the day. So, but when I fell, I was like, I immediately got a sense of like extreme happiness because I was so glad that I didn't like hurt anything bad. I just got cut up a little bit. Like I just like the only thing that happened is I cut my thumb a little bit. I don't know how my thumb got cut, but it did. And then I cut my left elbow like the only thing that got hurt was my left elbow, which was like scraped up, like no bone got hurt in my elbow, just like the skin. And then my thumb, the skin. And that that's the only thing that got hurt. And also my leg, like below my knee kind of hurt, which was the bone, but like that, it doesn't hurt right now. So I, I think I'm chilling. So I immediately got extremely like grateful because whenever you fall on your bike and you don't die or you don't injure yourself, like that is something amazing. And so I immediately got back up and then rode off. And I was like, I, I immediately was like extremely grateful to my guardian angel for protecting me because who knows like what worse could have happened. I could have gotten a concussion. I could have like destroyed my head. Like some, so much worse could have happened out of that. And so I like got up and I biked off and I was like extremely grateful. And I re I remained that I retained that positive, like outlook on the world. And I was like, okay, the world is looking out for me. And I reminded myself to allow variations into my script. And I was like, there's no way I can know my path forward. If you guys heard a couple episodes back I was talking about the dark forest so imagine you're walking through a dark forest and you can't see one meter ahead of you and you have a torch but the torch only lights up one meter ahead of you and you have a destination like you have your goal so the dark forest represents life and like the the dark forest represents like the alternative space which consists of everything that ever was is or will be And the lit up area with your torch is basically your world. It's your world. Like that's the world you can see. That's like the world that's actually in physical matter right now. So when you're walking towards your goals, you know the general direction. Like you know to walk like northeast. But you don't know like the actual path to it. You don't know that there, you don't know all the different obstacles or all the turns in the bank or all the like different rivers or jumps or rocks. You don't know anything that's ahead of you one meter. And so that is like, that's just the nature of the dark forest. And that is exactly the same in real life. Like there's no way that you can know the path forward. So there's no way that I could know that bike fall. Like there's no way I could have known that I was going to fall on my bike, but there's no way that I can know that it's not part of my path. So I just assume that it's part of my path because I can't know what's part of the path. Maybe there's a snake in the, in the road 
in the dark forest and I have to get bit on bit by it in order to change directions to the actual correct way. Like there's no way to know what like the right path. That's like what I keep reminding myself and you guys like a lot because that's one of the most important things. That's what go with the flow is all about. Like you can't know the right path forward. You can't like you can't know your own path because if you did, then you would have already made it. And so you have to relinquish relinquish your control and allow the world to help you and allow the world to take responsibility of knowing your path because the world will do just that and the world will meet you halfway and get you there. So that's that's pretty much like how me falling off my bike is actually good because I hadn't actually thought of that and like that uh, analogy of the snake bites you so you turn the other direction and go the other way. I hadn't actually thought about that until just now when I was talking to you guys about that. So that's so now like the bike thing is actually good and since I was following the principle of coordinating intention, I was one protected from like follow-up negative lifelines to like I was protected from like like more negative events to like come and me experiencing more negative events. I was protected from that. And then and then I was I was also like placed along positive because I reminded myself to always think positive. And then throughout that rest of the bike ride, I was just happy. I was just happy, positive thoughts. So now I've attuned to more positive lifelines. Let me get some water. All right, so... I want to talk about energy. Now, I was, so for context, before I read Reality Transurfing, I was actually, I didn't really believe in like manifestation and energy and all that stuff. And actually, I remember one time my sister really likes listening to this one podcast that's actually a very good podcast and I'm pretty sure the host is Rob Dial. I don't remember what the show was called, but I just remember listening to that podcast when I was in the car with my sister, like going places. And there was like, he was talking about manifestation and all that stuff. And I was a skeptic. I did not believe in it at all. And this was probably like a year ago, maybe like, it was before March of uh, this year. So it was probably like over six months ago. And like my sister was into the manifestation stuff and I did not believe in it at all. I didn't believe it at all. And then I read Reality Transurfing and then things absolutely changed. I slowly started to actually realize that it's all real. And now I've gotten to the point where during my meditations in the gateway experience they actually take you through this one thing called uh resonant tuning which is basically where it's like an energy exercise so you're basically feeling all the energy flowing up your body and then out your body up and then out and then uh in the second cd like the resonant tuning was introduced in the first cd but the second cd is this thing called the resonant energy balloon or rebel for short. And this resonant energy balloon is basically where you imagine you do the resonant tuning where the energy, you imagine the energy coming up your leg, like up your foot, up your legs, all the way up to your head, like up your body, up to your head. And then once it gets your head, it like leaves your head, goes out over top your head and forms like a fountain and it like disperses in a sphere and then it becomes a sphere all around you all the way down to the bottom and then to the bottom of your feet and then it comes back up to the through your bottoms of your feet. And that's similar to the transurfing exercise of, I don't remember, I don't know what he called it, but I like to call it the fountains. And it's basically where you imagine two streams of energy, one going up and one going down your spine, all the way up above your head 
and then it creates the same fountain shape and it creates a sphere all the way down. And then the one that goes downwards goes down below your body and then it creates the reverse sphere like the reverse fountain shape and it goes up your body and then the two spheres meet in the middle and now you're like inside of a sphere of energy it's it's very similar to the transurfing one but this time it's done during meditation and also it's only the upwards sphere so and it's a lot simpler but that's basically what you do. I don't know how long they have you doing it. I imagine it's for like a few minutes because it doesn't seem that long while I'm doing it. But I'm doing it in like meditation with the hemisync. So my heart and mind is like unified. And I've definitely noticed that I can actually like I've become a lot more sensitive to energy. And like I feel I can actually feel like my energy is flowing like I can feel my energy flowing um a little bit more now and there's actually this one exercise that or well that rebel the resonant energy balloon you can actually he gave you a shortcut so basically you inhale and then you like hold your breath kind of and then close your eyes and imagine a 10 with a circle in it like a shining circle. And then you exhale and then your rebel is activated. And whenever I exhale, I always imagine like all the energy is being exhaled through my nose and then it goes down and then creates a forms a circle around my body. So that and it actually works because a lot of people like treat you better when you do that when you have that activated. And I actually have a story of that that I told, I think yesterday's or two days ago's episode where people actually said hi to me a lot more. But the energy stuff, like that stuff is real. And I'm really grateful that I found the Gateway Experience because we're I'm basically practicing it like three times a day during meditation which before I was just practicing it in waking consciousness and just for like a few moments over time. But now I'm practicing, like I'm actually sitting down and laying down and being extremely focused on it and meditating with the hemisync so my heart and mind are aligned. And like it's it's very good. And I definitely, I know that it's extremely beneficial for me because I mean... I didn't, I didn't like really start to, and I still have a hard time comprehending this, but I didn't start to comprehend this until uh, actually a couple of weeks ago where all that life is, and I learned this in Transurfing, all that life is, is just energy. Like they're like, we all know that there's all like, we're made up of a- atoms and those atoms are vibrating at a certain frequency. And then the, the structure that's a little bit bigger than atoms is vibrating at a certain frequency. And we're created of those structures. We're creative of, of those atoms. We're created by those. And so we're, we make up those. So we're basically just a vibrating energy. And everything is made of atoms. And atoms are all vibrating at energy. Like they're all energy. And so it's like actual everything is energy. Like I... I was told this, like, I'm pretty sure I learned this on Rob Dial originally. Like, Rob Dial said that everything, like, he gave two explanations to the manifestation stuff. Like, one was the voodoo one, and I don't remember what the voodoo explanation was, but the second one was, like, the scientific one where everything is made up of atoms which are vibrating at a frequency. And I was, I was told all this, I, I, like, I learned all this, but I didn't actually start to realize like how like important that is until I still am having a hard time wrapping my head around it and like realizing the actual like significance of this, even right now while I'm saying this, but it's since everything is made of energy like wouldn't it make sense to become extremely sensitive to energy and be able to transfer and move energy and be like 
have a lot of energy? Would it make sense to do these energy exercises if everything is made of energy? It just makes sense to me because if everything is made of energy, then it will only help you along your path if you are very sensitive to energy and have like high amounts because you can like get things done like you can achieve things and the like help the world manifest certain things through your high amounts of energy and since the world is just energy like there's this one metaphor of where like we come from we're just drops in the ocean that we forget that we're part of the whole greater ocean and it's like basically the metaphor of be like becoming one with basically god or the world or whatever you decide to interpret it as i a lot of i don't like to think of it as god i like to think of it as the world but they both mean the same thing it doesn't matter how you say it like in ancient cultures my dad was telling me that people actually interpreted it as like your breath like that's what they said like it was your breath like that was synonymous with god so it doesn't matter like what you say but i like to say the world because it's more comfortable for me to say it feels more natural for me to say and so that's pretty much like if you if if the world is just energy and we were once like part of the ocean, like the ocean is the world and we like gained our own individuality and then we were separated from the ocean. But once you become, once you become sensitive to energy, you start to begin to feel like a oneness with the ocean again. So I don't know. It's, it's a lot. And as I'm reading like people's experiences and what people can do with once they became experienced and practiced a lot with this gateway gateway experience, I'm definitely looking forward to it because I know that this will help me get uh, more in sync with the world and it will just help me along with my goals because I spent 17 years of my life in society being conditioned and especially since like fifth grade when I got my first phone, And when I got my Xbox, I've been like extremely, my mind has been like oppressed and absolutely like slaughtered by modern media, like all of the TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Netflix, like all that stuff and video games, like all of that stuff for many years of my life, like destroyed my brain. And so like I'm healing my brain now and I've been healing it for a couple months and like meditation is a way to heal. Like Hamza um, was the one that actually like I was kind of I was like kind of aware of the fact that meditation is like the only way to heal yourself, but I needed to hear it from someone before I actually did it. Um, and so Hamza, a YouTuber that I used to watch actually looked up or actually made a video of like why, uh, why you're addicted to the internet or something like that. And one of the things that, that he said in it was the only way to cure your internet addiction is meditation. And so I like, I took that to heart and I added meditation to my morning routine and then eventually my nighttime routine. And it's like, it's real. It's like, that is the way you cure your brain. Like that's the way you realign your brain, like, and actually make your mind healthy again. And it's like, when I was, what am I trying to say here? I don't even know, but pretty much meditation is extremely valuable. And I'm very glad that I've gotten it. And I'm only going up. Like I've, like I'm not even, I'm not even able to get to focus ten to the point of like par- like paralysis. I'm pretty sure focus ten entails like your body being absolute like so relaxed and entirely asleep to the point where you can't even move it, even if you wanted to. And so that is, I haven't even been able to get to that point. 
And now I've gotten like to the relaxed state, like extremely relaxed, but I'm still able to move my like fingers and my body and all that stuff if I wanted to. And I'm like, my mind is so clear or not so clear, but like, I definitely know that my mind is so much better off than it was even a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to say a couple of months ago and that's just all there. Like it's all there is to it. Have it into your routine and get consistent and then just grind out those days. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you'll be very good. And really I was looking at the, this guy wrote an article. It was one of the PDFs that I mentioned earlier that I printed out. This guy wrote a article about his experience at the Gateway Institute, like the Monroe Institute. He actually went to the Gateway Voyage, which is basically like a retreat in person. And you basically get trained on the Gateway process. And he said that people like were able to do amazing things in their minds. And the only like, he didn't say this, but what I interpreted, he had just learned how to do that stuff and he wasn't able to do much of that stuff. But there, he met a lot of people who have been practicing this stuff for months or years and they're able to do incredible things. And actually a couple days ago, I I actually talked about this. I think like a couple, yeah, a couple days ago, I was talking about this on the episode where I actually saw this one, one video of this dude saying it was like titled, uh, I did the gateway process for one year, something like that. And he actually said that it took him like one, one month to get to focus 15 and focus 15 like i think once you get to focus 15 even focus 12 like right now the only thing that i really care about is getting to focus 12 like that is like my big goal right now i haven't even gotten to focus 10 completely yet but like the thing that i care most about right now is focus 12 but he was able to get focus 15 in one month and then focus 21 in like eight months and The things that he was able to do and the things other people are able to do, they're able to get out of their bodies. So if you've ever had a lucid dream, you're basically like able to do whatever you want. So an out of body is kind of like that where you basically get in so deep of meditation where you can actually disconnect your soul from your body and then you can fly around in the world and actually do whatever you want. Now, I don't think you can actually like create things and like mess around and play around with like, I don't think you can actually, I actually don't even know what I'm talking about, but I I know that out-of-body experiences are possible now. Well, I actually don't know it. I believe it, but I'm like, I'm way more, I believe it way more. I think that belief is a scale. So if I was to learn about all this stuff one year ago, I would have dismissed it all and I wouldn't have believed it at all. But now I actually believe it a lot. Like I think that I believe it maybe a hundred percent, but that hundred percent of belief doesn't actually mean knowledge. And that's like one of the big things in transurfing where you could have belief, but it's not until you have knowledge when you actually like make like when you actually do things, like get things done and make progress. Or I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but knowledge is super important. Like you don't, like you shouldn't just believe the transurfing principles. You should have knowledge. You should know that they're real. And the way you do that is you first have hope that they're real. And then you look out for them in real life and look out for proof and evidence to give your mind so that your mind and your brain can actually know that it is real because knowledge is so much like it's infinitely more valuable than belief. Knowledge is way more valuable than belief. If you have the knowledge that you'll achieve your goals, then you will achieve your goals. But if you have the belief that you'll achieve your goals, well, that's a little iffy. That's, that's kind of like where I'm at with that. But 
that's the end of the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.